Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Here's a thought. How about, you know how they talk about let Russ cook earlier in the year? How about yep, we just yep. let Nick cook just the rest of the year? Just let Nick cook. Just see what happens. Just just throw it out there, huh? What, are you cooking leftovers? <laughs> we can only hope. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners, of course, falling in the desert at home to the Bills. Add that up. Anyways, 34-24 with Josh Allen. Did pretty much all that he wanted to do. We'll break that down a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of offense, a little bit of defense. Robert Sala or his days numbered uh, with the 49ers. We'll get into that. Um, but first, what did we learn? Uh, coming off of an L, obviously no, no game balls to hand out. So uh, it was a Monday night in Arizona. What did we learn, ED? What, what, what did you learn? I'll let you go first. Um, that some things tried and true in football uh, will never fail. Um, bad teams do things that bad teams do. Good teams find ways to win games, whether they're ugly or not. They find a way to get through it. And um, I learned when no matter how optimistic I want to be about things, I've said it before, I've said it again, the Niners are a bad football team. Um, injuries have, have, you know, it it has relegated them to being a bad football team. And it just has to be said out loud. That's a that's a, a, a cold, hard reality when you're watching the game. You're watching your team and, and you know the potential, right? And, and But you're seeing it and you're just seeing yeah. it decimated by injuries. And you're like, this, it is, hurts. A, this is a bad it's a, it's a, yeah, man. And, and the thing about it is, that you, like you say, you look at it and it only hurts so much because we care so much. Yeah. It would be, this would be so easy if we were doing this about a team that I, we really didn't give two Fs about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. But, 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 um, I, I think it, it is well on record that I care about the colors. I, I intensely care about the colors. It hurts yeah. to see this, to see this happen. Even when I know the reasons why it's just, it's painful to watch the guys yeah. go through that. Cause sometimes you see those traits and you're like that, those are bad team traits like that. that that's, that's painful. I, I've had a few of those moments, uh, so far this season. What I learned ED, I learned that you know, watching this, you watching this game, you know, last night, I learned that the, the fact that the quarterback room could change is not just a thought here on this podcast, but uh, it's a thought perhaps in the in the in the offices in Santa Clara. <laughs> it, it, it was it was relayed to all of us watching at home by one Brian Greasy. We're going to talk about this because he said some things last night that I found profoundly interesting. So either he's listening to our pod or he's getting it straight from the sources in terms of John Lynch 
and Kyle Shanahan. I found that tremendously. Uh, that was probably the most interesting part of the whole game to me. Yeah. Hearing hearing what uh, hearing what Greasy had to say uh, about that last night. So we'll, well, we'll Greasy Greasy should know. He yeah. was my quarterback for a while, so I can tell you stories about him. <laughs> so we yeah we we're definitely going to get into that. But first, uh, let us remind you, of course, as always. Um, this podcast, of course, is brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online, and we all know that the NFL season is in full swing. So even though we're not at the game, we can still be in on the action. Eric talked about how he 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 won some money and 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 lost his ticket last week. But as for Bet Online, they will come through with game spreads and totals, team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We are located wherever you find your podcast, so make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. If there's a like button on your preferred subscription, go ahead and hit that like button. Um, you can also feel free to get involved in the show. Hit us up on social media, on Twitter. I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on the old Instagram, I am at Watch Ray Ray, mm-hmm. and he is at underscore Bump in Run. Uh, I got a thrill out of seeing uh, your old Bills highlight. The, the old hi- the highlights you put on there from your game against the Bills uh, as you were getting ready. You got me hyped. I was like, okay, all right, all right. It's, 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 it's a Bills week. Um, you know, I, I saw you making all kind of plays when you when you, you went up against those guys, and I'm like, all right. I was maybe, all right. Maybe, I was maybe. okay for a punt kid, man, back in the day. <laughs> you, seriously, seriously. You, yeah. I, truth be told, I mean, you know, they slept on me, but I was I Look, was actually okay. If you actually go back and watch it. If you haven't like, seen man, it, you were like, he, go he was to, actually better than I think he was. If you have not seen it, go to underscore bump and run on Instagram and – Ed posted this probably. Well, I think it was yesterday. You posted right yesterday, or it was it Sunday? Or yesterday? Yeah. And and it's highlights from him playing. It was a nationally televised game on ESPN, and my man was going to work against uh against the Buffalo Bills, and so that 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 got me all excited. That was probably a highlight uh of the day for me from a Niners perspective. Um, so yeah, glad I could help. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah that that's what you do. Um. Glad to be back. Sorry to to, to ruin the whole uh, Eric and Eric Love Fest you guys had going on last week, um, but it is it is good to be back with you, uh, my man. Um, you know we we missed some time, miss had some time off, uh, dealing with some family stuff or whatever, and so I learned a lot from you, Ed. But and one of the things that I, that I've learned is. Um, you know, you, you, you got to take care of the family, right? The family is of the mm-hmm. utmost importance or whatever, right? And, and, and not, that I, not, not that I don't love my family or anything like that, but there, there's levels to this. And actually, I knew this about you before we even started working together. But then after we started working together, just, you know, our conversations and everything, um, getting getting to, to talk to you a little bit and, and hearing some of your thoughts, you know, that, that became, uh, you know, even more clear to me. So, I can't be there for y'all if I can't be there for my family. So we had some family stuff going on. Um, now your boy tested positive, so we were dealing with that. So we had to had to take some time off for uh, for that, just to, to to deal with that whole thing. Um, 
I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm just happy you didn't die. I already told you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I did. I told you. I, I did. <laughs> I, I like, it's a good thing, man. If, it's if a, not dying is a really good thing. A, I mean, all jokes aside, I admit that. I'm yeah. like, I'm glad you didn't die. Yeah, it's not, killing yeah. people, man. It, it, it is. It is. And that, that that's a real thing. That's that's a real concern. Appreciate you checking on me. Um, If you, you checked on me, you of know who course. you are. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, the, it, it was, uh, you know, we got through it. Thank, thank God it, it could have been, like you said, a lot worse. Um, but we were able to isolate at home and, and everything. And so that was good. The thing that bothers you is like, man, like how did this happen? Right. Um, I mean, cause you know, like first five months of this thing, like I didn't even leave the house. Right. And, mm-hmm, and then I got mm-hmm. the new gig and so I'm out, but you know, I mean, anybody knows my wife, you know, she goes like above and beyond like the protocols and all that stuff. Um, so you talk about being like very, very safe, things of that nature. Um, cause you don't want that stuff coming in your house, but you know, it crept in somehow, but we're able to, uh, able to manage it. So, um, good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, and, and appreciate all y'all for, for y'all support out there, uh, and your continued support of this pod. Um, back to old Brian Greasy. So I'm going to say something. This is pretty much how this works. And ED, you can, you can, you can back me up on this, or if, if I get okay. something wrong, you can, you can let me know. All You're right. never wrong. So, so these guys, they do these national television games, right? They get in on a Friday. They they go to the home facility. They watch practice. They'll meet at the facility with you know head coach, coordinators, mm-hmm. uh, quarterback, and then probably a couple other guys, right? And then mm-hmm. Saturday night they'll meet at the team hotel with the visiting team, right? And they'll kind of go through the whole thing, right? And and this is yep. where you get a ton of your information, right? Um, yeah. it's different now, obviously this year with, with with COVID. You know, mostly everything is done by Zoom, but you're still able to get this information. And I remember a couple of weeks ago the Rams were playing the Bears and Brian Greasy set off a fire in Chicago because he talked about during the game how Nick Foles and, and Matt Nagy kind of weren't on the same page or whatever. And he got this information from Foles during uh-huh. their pregame meeting. Last night, Brian Greasy. <laughs> right. And so and, and Foles had to walk it back post game and then the entire post game became about, you know, the Foles and Nagy situation as opposed to Chicago not being as good as, you know, they thought they were. People thought they were at the beginning of the year. This happened just a month ago or so. Last night, I'm watching the game. One of the most interesting things that I heard, Brian Greasy talked about the inconsistent quarterback play. He talked about being uncertain of not only Nick Mullins' future, Jimmy Garoppolo's future as well with the 49ers. And so I begin, the wheel starts spinning, ED, and I'm like, hmm, now, either he's getting this stuff from our pod, which if he is, big up Brian Greasy, appreciate the support, but I'd like to think that he talked to Kyle Shanahan and he talked to John Lynch because they mentioned this during the broadcast. They talked to both of them. And typically how this works is they feed you information and then you give the information over the air, sort of like it's yours, really. Um, And so there were conversations, I like to think, between Shanahan and the crew, between Lynch and the crew, to the liking of Niners are – not necessarily happy with their quarterback situation and that there could be changes. Someone may have alluded to it, right? Now, a lot of times you say some things, you may say them off the record, and, and so, you know, guys just take it and they'll say it, with the, they'll, they'll uh, say it without putting well, a name to it or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but 
but these are real conversations you have before a game, and mm-hmm. and you get a you get a ton of information from these conversations. Pretty much everything you hear these guys, you know, everything that comes out of their mouth during these games, a lot of that comes from these meetings, these interactions with with the the coaches, the personnel, what have you. Um, I found that very very interesting that Greasy said that. Um, I know he had to get it from somewhere. It's not just him saying this. And so the fact that he did get it, that he did, in my opinion, get it from somewhere means that it's being talked about. Um, and, and and there possibly could be some wheels in motion if there aren't already. Uh, okay. Well, well, number one, you know, I know you were headed to what say you. <laughs> so, I absolutely was. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I know my boy. So, um um number one as i just said greasy that's a snitch he's a snitch uh when you if i tell you something as a player in that production meeting and you know you've heard me say this a lot of times i've said it on the pod before the pod the pod after the pod and actually on the pod there are some things i won't say because the guys are still alive right you've heard me say that (laughs) yes guys tell you certain things because there is a certain i mean it's a fraternity they're there you understand the position that the players are in what they go through you understand the emotion of it all you understand the player player relationship player coach relationship the player media relationship you understand these things so when a guy comes to you player player and says something um you don't put that out there to have them in front of a firing squad with a microphone in front of their mouth, having to deal with it. Uh, Cause two things, number one, if they wanted it out there, they would have said it themselves. Number two, in that situation, they are definitely not prepared for it. They're completely blindsided. And their first thought goes to this MF just did what? Which that's is what probably what happened with Nick Foles, right? That's probably absolutely. what happened with the Foles situation. Okay, a- absolutely. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's a that's a snitch move. You don't do that, uh, and that's and I, and I hate when guys do that, trying to make themselves sound smarter than the next guy. I hate when you throw someone under the bus like that. That's just me personally. I don't I don't think you should I don't think you should do that. And unless the guy says it's okay to say it, didn't seem like Nick Foles gave permission for that to be aired that's just my opinion on that one and if that's the case again that's a bad move on in 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 my opinion when you are um that guy going to a player now let's flip this over to the Niners and the information that he was putting out about the Niners um there are a couple ways to look at this you know I told you way back the one thing I one thing I don't like is a coach um talking or, or making making plans talking to players through the media I don't like that. Why? Why don't you just call me into my into your office and say what I'm doing isn't acceptable? Why don't you call me in and say I'm going to make a change if these things don't get done, as opposed to doing it through the media? Uh, I don't like that. So, if you're doing that, if you've made up your mind that you're going to move on, and it could be a situation where you've told the players, you're Kyle, you told the players. You're John Lynch. You've told the player this this has to be better. Well, John Lynch is not going to tell the players. That's Kyle's job. But you've told the quarterback room that we need more. I would think you've done that. Um, and it's it's a known fact. Now, if you tell someone about that and they're talking about it, that there have been talks that we have to have more consistency out of this room, it's not like it's some 007 um, secret. 
You know, yeah. it, you need you need more consistent play out of that room. So it could have possibly happened. Um, the other part of it is that in no way would John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan not uh, have the information that this is something that um, Greasy is going to do. Uh, maybe they didn't watch all the highlights. Maybe they didn't see his press conference. But the 49ers PR department is pretty good. I've dealt with them. <laughs> They're pretty good. They, I'm sure that they all had all the information. And when, when, these, when these interviews, this is something guys understand, is when these interviews are going on, it's not just, it's not just um, the player and the analyst. Um, the commentators and the coach, there are PR people standing around. Yeah, they're there. They're there. They, you're 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 not there by yourself. It's it's almost like it's it's almost like you have your counsel. Yeah, they're, they're like your security. <laughs> you know? They're like your security. It, it, yeah. Well, it, it's it's like it's like you're in it's like in arbitration or something, and and you're gonna have your attorney there with you, where 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 they will they will say, ah, let's not go that way. Let's not do that. Let's you know. So so that's their job. So, so they're going to be there in those situations trying to um, calm some of those things down and not just let it go. So I'm sure they had given them a heads up on these guys have done this and tried to get this information. And the other part of it, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, um, they're not newbies. So um, if the information was put out there, they wanted it out there. I just hope that they that if that is real information and not just his opinion, because we can't take we can't um, side let's not sidestep the possibility that that's just Brian Greasy's opinion. Everyone's got an opinion on the 49ers quarterbacking situation right now. They've had it since Garoppolo's been there. When they were when they were going to the Super Bowl, people were still saying the quarterback position wasn't good enough. So um, it could just simply be that. If all I say is if. It was presented to them by John Lynch and or Kyle Shanahan is that you just told the players first. That's that's it. Because if you walk into the room and tell me that, hey, it's not good enough. You've told me to my face. I need more out of you. And these are the reasons why I think it's not good enough. Now you're asked about my play and you tell somebody his play is not good enough because of this reason, that reason and, and reason three. Can I get upset when when you've already you, you you just finished telling me that? So that's that's how I sit at it. All I say is that you had the conversation if if it actually came from um, upstairs that they talked to the players first. That's all I say because when you don't do that, you create a divide yeah. to where to where the guys start to think, okay, these dudes are trying to cover their own ass because that's how I feel. That's how I feel when you start saying it's him, because that's that's what I hear. Remember, we, we've we've also had that that coach speak conversation, and that's one of those situations where, well, it's him, not me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want y'all to know that. Hey, I'm doing everything I possibly can. I am getting these guys in, you know, in the best position. It's not my play calling. It's not. It's not my play design. It's them. They can't do their okay, job. Yeah. So that's what happens when you start to make these comments through the press and not talk to the players first. If you've told me 
I got to live with it. Play better. Be better. Do better. You, you've told me. That's what you want. That's what you expect. I already know. But when you come to me, if you hadn't said anything to me, if you're not complaining to me, if you're not, well, it doesn't have to be complaining. If you're not coaching me up, telling me that these are the facts of where I stand, and then you go do it through Brian Greasy on Monday Night Football, um, I'm not happy. Yeah, well, That's I mean, all. obviously you, you do leave some room for him to insert his opinion. Um, he he didn't say anything definite, but he more of intimated some things. Um, but well, just well, to j- just to we, me, me, I, I just I don't know that. Just, that's me in the conversations that we have here on this pod. I took it as so, someone said something, you know, uh-huh. like like I I don't I, I didn't take it I didn't take it as you know that's just you know that that's that's I didn't take it as as him maybe you know giving his opinion. I took it as someone said something, um, or or he heard something or he got something out of a conversation that allows him to feel this way if that makes any sense. And so um and like you said, if they didn't want it out there, they wouldn't have said it. Now, you know, I'll I'll say it again. Like he didn't say Greasy didn't say anything definite on the broadcast last night, but he did a lot of intimating. And to me, it 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 just seemed like okay, this dude knows something. But that just could be me just just being as close to the situation as I am with you know with you and us having these weekly talks about this and have been talking about this for the last I don't know two months now. Um, you know about about that quarterback room and and, and about this this particular situation. So that that's kind of how I took it. Um, and, 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 and obviously if, if you're, you know, watching the game last night, you know, if you took it a different way, make sure you, you hit us up on Twitter. If you saw it a different way, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Um, time now for Manscaped ED. Uh, it, is it, it's, it? it's about that time. It, it is about that time. You, it, it's about that time. It's, um, about that time for Christmas. Can you believe that man? man We've made crazy. it all the way through 2020 and, uh, Anyone out there looking for, you know, that ultimate stocking stuffer, uh, stocking stuffer, stock, stocking stuffer. Sometimes you get stuck. You, you know? know, sometimes you get stuck. Absolutely. And I mean, if you're looking at, you don't have to look any further. Our sponsors at Manscaped, they know. They know. They, they have just the tools that you need when it comes to finding that white elephant gift that, or being that secret Santa. Think about it. Whether you're looking for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friend. You can get them something that they actually can use. You know, we've used the things. You know they come in handy. And on top of that, you're going to get a lot of laughs when it comes out. Um, and you can and let people know. I'm, I'm telling you, everyone's talking about jingle bells and, and you know, and, and hanging all, all the ornaments. You, you, you know, jingle bells and hairy balls, they just don't go together. Manscaped can take care of that. And because you guys are faithful listeners to the show, like always, Manscaped will give you guys 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code ERIC at manscaped.com. You guys know that. So that is 20% off plus free shipping with the code ERIC at manscaped.com. And be the ballsiest gift giver you can possibly be with Manscaped this year. Look, you don't want to get stuck under the mistletoe with your stuff out of order, all right? So make, there it is. Make sure, make make sure you hit up the fine folks at Manscaped. And let's move over to to, to the defense side of the ball. Um, so you you tweeted something 
last night about mm-hmm. about the defense, Ed. Oh goodness gracious! Talking um, about all the Twitter, yeah, going crazy. They, they kind of went, they kind of went ham on you. Um, so, so you, you said they the, don't the, understand. So, when, so, so when you do, you, so let me see. You keep talking. I'm gonna see if I can find that tweet. Okay, so let me uh, so see if I can find so, so, it. Okay. something along the lines of the defense doing all they can. Were you talking yeah. specifically yes. last night, or are you talking about through the duration of this season? I'm talking about last night. That's what I was doing. I, I said the defense is doing everything they can to keep the season alive. Okay. Can we get some help? Oh, and I just, with the question mark, they're doing everything we can. And you know. Let Nick cook. All, Let him cook. And then, and then they're like, oh, like, what are you talking about? The defense, they're playing horrible. They're doing this. They're doing that. And I replied to one person, and I said, I didn't say they're pitching a shutout. I said they're doing everything that they can. What I am tr- what I was trying to get out and what everyone else saw, what I was saying, it wasn't their day. The defense has kept them into every game pretty much. The defense has been there, and when they've had their opportunities – They've been able to um, make some plays, keep them close, do all these things, which is what I said on the previous pod. They had to keep it close. So this is one of those days offensively, you got to do something. Yeah. You have to do something. The season's on the line. You see the defense is not going to save you today. You, you see they're doing everything they're possi- they possibly can, and it's not good enough. So you can't go into this game. You can't play the rest of this game after you've seen the first few drives, that there is no way they're going to stop. You see that. So you got to do something. They don't, they don't have, they didn't have the horses to run that race. They could, they couldn't, they couldn't match up. They couldn't stop them. Football is a simple matchup game. And if, and if your exes can't handle my O's, you're going to have a long day. And they couldn't, they couldn't solve that riddle. You got to figure out a way to manufacture some points to sustain some drives. Um, and they couldn't do it. That's what I was talking about. I wasn't. I, I mean, guys, you guys should know me well enough to know that I'm not blind. I can see. I can see when things are good enough. I can see when things aren't good enough. Defensively, they weren't good enough. Th- that offense was better than they were defensively. Um, and it's not to say that the players and coming back and some of the health and some of the things that were going on, um, you can't have a better day. You can't have blown coverages against a good um, passing attack. Uh, you can't have penalties that take turnovers away from you and when you need everything that you can possibly get. Um, you, you can't just have guys consistently being better than you play after play. That started to happen. So offensively, come on, man! One day, let got, Nick cook. Let him cook. You got You got to pull something out <laughs> at some point. You got to make something, and it's got. And it can't be with. Um, it can't be in just garbage time. It can't be garbage time when the other team they've let down their defenses. That's what I was talking about, man. So, Ed, you're you're missing it, right? Through the first 13 starts, only two quarterbacks in history God, have more passing yards yeah, than Nick Mullins. Let Nick cook. Man, Let him cook. I, Look. I, and, you, and you know, and I got, I got hate <laughs> on that one too. I, and I, I, as soon as I saw that, all I said was they did not just make that comparison. <laughs> and, and then, you know, like they didn't make it. And then I'm getting them like they didn't make a comparison. They just put up a fact. And I'm like, well, the fact is that they never should have put that board up to make that comparison. I can see. That's why, I, dude, you know, one of my one of my isms, <laughs> numbers lie. 
Numbers lie. That's why I say you can't look at this stuff. So the other two quarterbacks they put up there were Patrick who? Mahomes and Andrew Luck and okay, Nick Mullins. So, Come on, so three peas in me, a pod. Let so you telling me cook. that Nick Mullins is on the same plane as those other two quarterbacks at this time? Look, I didn't make the board. All right. Like, I, and that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's, and we've all we, you and I both know TV. You know, we know TV, and then you gotta find something to talk about. And that's what I'm saying. Numbers lie. I'm not saying that those numbers, and who to whom, whoever that was that sent that tweet back to me, like it's just a fact. Yes, those numbers are a fact. I'm not saying he didn't produce those numbers. Just like you saw the garbage time yardage he got in this game yesterday. You saw the final <laughs> score of that game. It did, did. Did anyone who watched that game knows that the game was not remotely as close as the score says. Everyone who watched that game knows that the numbers that he put up don't remotely describe the way he played. That's what I'm saying. So, people, please stop with this nonsense. It's okay to look at it and say someone's not good enough. The NFL is not about almost. It is not about he can be. It is not about potential. Potential is a coach killer. I, I, I mean, there was a Chris Gamble. There was a player, Chris Gamble. Chris a corner. Gamble, corner, yeah, Ohio State. I, I, yeah. like, I like Chris a lot, hands and all the stuff and everything, and, and I liked him. He had a seven-pick a seven year, and everybody was like, he should have – why didn't he go to the Pro Bowl and all the stuff and everything and blah, blah, blah. He had seven interceptions, and I think he had eight broken-up passes. The entire year, like eight or nine passes, something like that. So, and you get a broken up pass for an interception. I was like, so you guys realize the only time he made a play was when he touched those. <laughs> so now those can be tip balls, they can be overthrows, they can be anything. So if you look at the numbers, man, he balled out. He balled. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So that's that's the thing that that you you just can't look at the numbers when then you can have other seasons where you'll have a guy that will have one or two interceptions, two or three interceptions. But they knock down, you know, they knock down 20 balls, 25, 26. They're knocking down third downs. They're 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 knocking down the double moves. And when they're trying the deep balls, they're knocking them all these type things. It it, it completely changes the perspective and in, in, in the situation within a game. And, and it's more valuable to what it is that they're doing. So you can't just go sit strictly off of numbers. And that's what you have to stop. That's what you have to stop looking at. I think that's not going off of, but yeah, the man, that the best tweet, to do. The best tweet I saw last night was Nick Mullins in garbage time, and it was a picture of Joe Montana. <laughs> 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 See, almost wrong, fell, off the, almost so fell off the bed. But, that, I mean, it's yeah. – it's, I mean, it, it, look, I mean, the, the guy has – I mean, basically, I mean, we like we've seen it, right? Like this is a a pretty large enough sample size. We've seen it. I think the organization have seen it. All right, this was a small detour. Let, let's get back to the defense side of the ball. I want to take a you you had a more um you had you 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 had a look more more or less on on last night's game, and and, and I agree with you. Now I think there's been plenty of games this season where the defense has done all that they've can. You know, they they've done what mm -hmm. they can to try to keep uh to try to keep the team in the game and it just uh, it just it just doesn't happen. Um I think 
last night perhaps was a microcosm of things to come and i'm talking i'm not talking about just this season i'm talking about like going forward like I like like I came to the conclusion last night that the days of the Niners having a dominant defense with this group are over. Not that they they can't be a good defense mm. in 2021, but I think that dominant defense that we saw last year that we saw, you know, maybe for a a, a couple quarters this season, um I, I think though I think those days are done. Um, I think they can be a good defense. Why is that? Now, well, now I think, look, that. Why is that? I, Salah's gone, right? Salah's gone. I mean, he's going to, like, you got the, you got Michigan congressman, you know, lobbying for his job, you know, for him to get the Lions gig. Like, I think that's a real thing. I think that that's going to happen. Um, you don't want to. He doesn't want. Well, you know what? He has to take it if they offer it. But that, that's not. Yeah, that's not I mean a that's that's not a, that's not a place to be. The, the one yeah. thing I will say though is, is typically, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Ed. I know a lot of times, like, you know, if if, if you have an offensive minded head coach and you want to go defensive minded, you know, for the next hire, um, or vice versa. Matt Patricia. Yeah, that's what a, they normally do. Yeah. Matt Patricia being a defensive guy, you would think that they would want to go offensive. Like when they had uh -huh. Jim Caldwell, who's an offensive guy, like he was able to get. You know, some good uh -huh. play out of Matt Stafford. They were, you know, playoff team. Um, like, like they did some really good things. So you, you wonder if the whoever the new GM is going to be, if he would want to go offensive minded and trying to get what he get what he can out of Stafford. But if not, I mean, when when you got Capitol Hill lobbying for you to get a job, um, and he but he's from there also, which is is something else yeah. to, to to consider. Um, so I I think like like if I would have to, and I I obviously I have no inside information, but um. Like I would say, seventy five percent maybe. Like he's gone. Um, and, and and look, Detroit is not gonna be the only job open, right? And, no, and, no, and no. that's not gonna be the only job that that comes calling for him, right? So like I I, I would put the number like seventy five seventy five percent, right? So that being said, like how much does he purge this defensive staff, right? For, to to go with him wherever he goes. Uh -huh. Um, and then you know who who who's the replacement? Like who's re who 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 is the replacement going to be? Like obviously you're going to have some dudes coming back, but that whole the secondary is going to look different next year. Um, so you got a bunch of question marks back there. Who are you going to bring in? Like I just think the the formula worked so well under Salah for this group of players that I just don't know that the next guy can come in and replicate it. Um, okay, so I see your point on that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Reason being, um, let, let me ask you this: Is Fred Warner going anywhere? No, Fred Warner's not going. Okay. Bosa's so, so not on. going so, anywhere. You got so all these on, dudes. Hold on, hold on. So let me. I was just about to say. So Bosa is not going anywhere. Fred Warner is not going anywhere. Um, um, if if uh, so now you got so I I got I got a dude, and this is this is and this is the way you build a defense. I need a dude on every level. Already got a dude on the front level. Got to do it on the second I got to do it on the second level. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I got some dudes around him on the second level that can play. So yeah. that's why I've been saying this entire time. When, when everyone's like, "What do you need to do? Get a quarterback in the draft?" I'm like, "No, get a pass rusher. Get a, get another speed pass rusher opposite the same way you saw when when you had a healthy D Ford out there. How incredibly effective the pass rush was when when you got both on one side and you have. Another speed guy on the other side. Everybody in the middle is going to get better because you got to worry about those two guys on the edges. And I get a lot of one on ones and guys. You see, you got guys that can win one on ones in there. So you're if it, it you you are you already got a dude up there. You can find another dude in the draft, and your front and you, that's going to change everything. 
you're still going to have a dominant um, pass rush right there. You got Fred Warner, and and Greenlaw played his butt off last night. He did. You got you got guys on the second level that can play. You got you got a you got a, an uber high end guy and guys that are trying to raise their game to that level because that's what they see. It's the norm now. That that's the way Fred plays is the way linebackers think they have to play. So that's what's going to happen around there. It's, it's the it's the Patrick Willis Navarro Bowman thing. Whereas like like if I'm gonna line up next to this dude, I, I can't let him just talk me. I got to play. So that so that is going to help. So now in the secondary, you got to decide. You got to all you you got to find a play a, a, a ball hawk. You need a ball hawk at one of the safety positions. You have Ward already that is going to tackle. I told you he's the Ryan Clark that can, do, can that can make plays for you and do all these things. Like when he dropped that one the other day, I was like, you got to catch that ball. You got to have a safety. It was a game of, of I can't remember which game it was where the ball hit you hit Ward right in the hands, and I'm like, twenty, you got to catch that. Yeah, one. Yeah. He, he's just he's catch challenged. He, he, it's just one of those things. Dude can't catch. Okay, that's just that's just who he is. That's not gonna change. He can work on it. It'll get a little bit better, and he'll get his hands on some balls. And he's gonna actually have one of these years where he's gonna get you four or five picks. It's gonna happen because because he's a good enough player to where he's gonna do that. Uh, but you need a safety. You need you need another safety that can make plays on the ball um, in the middle. Uh, you can find that. You can find that. Corner wise, if JV, if Jason Verrett continues to play at the level he's been playing at, you got a corner. You and, and if there's any development with the other guys in Emmanuel Mosley, if you feel comfortable that you can get more out of him, you do that. We'll see where Sherm is. I still think Sherm should be that safety moving over if he's back. But if not, that's the end. That's all you have to address. You you got to grab yourself some corners. You, you got you need a you need a playmaking spoon, safety. Spoon's done, corners. right? Safe to say. Um, I think I, the reason I think Spoon is moving on is because Spoon is going to get a lot of love. There are going to be a lot of people that that um, not not some max contract type, but guys that are going to say we will give you an opportunity to start. Yeah, because they think they I don't. Can, they he's think not going. He's not, What's that now? They think they can fix him. All coaches think they uh, can. Yeah, all coaches think they're smarter than the last guy. And yeah. Spoon and Spoon is not lacking talent. He's not lacking talent, and it could be a situation where he gets to a different environment, um, different system, and things are and things are fine. So um, it's not a it's not a hard fix. And the other aspect of it, when you're talking about the coaching staff being purged and all of these type things, well, guess what? Vic Fangio and Jim Harbaugh and all those guys were here, and guess what? They were really good. Different coach came in, different system, all of this stuff. The defense got to be really good. You know why? Damn dudes, dude. The system doesn't matter if I got players. The only the only thing about it, the the system is based on okay, what system are you running? Do I have the players to run that system? So that's it. it, it it's really that simple. If I have really good players that understand the system, I'm going to be really good in the scheme. So that's so that's so that's the part of it that you have to look at, and that's all you have to do from from that aspect of it. It's just getting guys that understand what it is they're supposed to be doing, and as long as you have that, then everything else is going to be fine. Yeah, last night, you know, I, I just you – know, I've had a lot of time to think, E.D., you know what I mean? So I I, 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 I kind of came to that conclusion. Obviously, the whole quarterback thing, Brian Greasy had me thinking. Um, and, and so, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, you you do you have dudes like I think like there's no yeah. doubt there's no doubt so, about that right you got a tremendous so amount over. of depth on, on the defensive line yeah, no I don't I don't think it's over but when when well, I you say just said it's over when I say, <laughs> but when I when I say dominant defense I mean like top ten type defense like like Dude, I, I, wait, wait, wait hold up hold up hold up you've seen them hovering around that right now and they don't even have their dudes and it's that's what I'm saying it's about understanding the system. So if you understand what it is you're supposed to be doing and you can do that soundly, you have an opportunity to be good. Now, if you put special people in that, you have a chance to be great. Yeah, I just, I mean, I've, I mean, you, you just hope it works out, right? Like I've seen, I've seen times where like it just doesn't work out. So we'll see. I, like, I mean, it, it it remains to be seen. Obviously, I mean, obviously, you got you got a ways to go. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset at your point in terms of getting another pass rusher. I think that's needed because uh, I, I think as as much depth as there is on that D-line, I do think you can use another dude up there, like a legit dude. Um, well, they, they don't have anyone that scares you coming off the edge. Yeah, that's, that's yeah the they thing. don't. And, and, see, and as great there, as Hyder yeah. has played this year, like he's 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 not he's not that guy. Um, no, 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 no. So and Armstead is not that guy. Uh-oh. And and I and I can tell you the defenses I played in when I, when I played I I had Charles Haley coming off the edge I had Ricky Jackson coming off the edge I had uh, Tim Harris coming off the edge I had Richard Dent coming off the edge yeah. um, I had um, I I had Kevin Green Lamar Lathan coming off the edge I mean I, I played with some guys you know Alfred Williams I had guys I mean we I, you when you got a guy that that a team says okay every single play. Every single play, we have to make certain that this guy doesn't beat us. Th- that that causes offenses problems in their passing game. So so and and you have Joey, uh, Joey, I, I I dare it goes again, and and it's because I keep thinking about Graham and Bolsa down there. I mean, when when you have that, you have the makings of building everything else around it. Um. So when you know, so Nick comes back healthy. Um. Just, just find me somebody else with some speed, and and like I said, everybody else in the middle, Armstead, and everybody else is going to get better in the middle. When you got to concern yourself with those dudes coming off the edge, crushing your quarterback in the ear hole, that's 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 yeah. that's that'll that's tried and true in football, man. You look at the teams that are successful this year on defense; they have that. That, that that's never going away, and they already have some of those guys in the locker room, which is why if Salah leaves, fine. It, it won't. It, it, the question is going to be who do you bring in. There are a lot of people, a lot of people now in this league that runs this system because it's been so it's successful. Been so successful. Yeah. I think and we've talked about this a lot, you know, in the past, um, probably on the pod after the pod or before the pod or mm-hmm. some type of pod. Like uh, it, it's obviously it's important for both to be back healthy and, and, and probably even to get another dude um, so that Armstead can flourish. Cause he's not like he's not a like he like he's not a guy right like he's 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 more yeah like he he's more of a complimentary piece right like he's more of a like like he's not a Jordan he's a Pippin right like you know like he he's he's uh, I don't know if he's a Pippin I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him that because Pippin Pippin was pretty good well, Pippin was pretty good <laughs> okay so, so, Pippin was pretty good Pippin was pretty good Pippen Jordan, Jordan doesn't Jordan yeah. doesn't win without Pippin yeah 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 no, yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sorry he he doesn't <laughs> he, 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 he's he's not, we can't go that far oh, but, but what fair, I but fair, I get where you fair going. point no yeah no I I I I I hear he's you. a I hear very you. very good player yeah, but he uh, but um, but when he's surrounded by good other good players is when he can 
when he can flourish, right? Like we saw well, him have a well, career. Well, let me put it this way, man. This, let me put it this way. It's it's because of draft positioning. See, everyone looks at players, and I, I had this conversation with my son, I, and I don't, I don't think you and I have ever had it, but people label players as bust or whatnot um, based on their draft position. Absolutely, absolutely. No, a guy's talent is his talent. It's not his fault, the position he was, he drafted, was drafted in. in. Yeah, you're so, right. so what you have to look at it as opposed to saying it, it – so in Armstead's position, in situation, when people are like, oh, you need more, he's a bust, he's this, he's that. No, no, no. No, no, no. Look at what he actually can do and how he's capable of being successful. He is not that. He's not the Bosa that's going to come in and make that impact. He's a good player. You should have drafted him later. You used too much equity on him. But now understand that, as you just said, and we've seen it, if you put him in place and surround him with other talent, He's a double-digit sack guy. Yeah, he has value. It's it's the it's a front office thing. It's not a player thing. And as fans, we get caught up in the fact: well, this guy was drafted top five, top ten, top twenty. He's the first round. He should do this. No, that's not the player's fault. It's not. It's it's that's that's the front office fault. Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's obviously a fair point because you, I mean, you draft a guy that high, right? You expect to get Bosa type production. Right. Yeah. But, but yes. that's that's obviously not that's obviously not Armstead's fault that he but, was. But does, yes, and it doesn't make and, 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 it doesn't and a lot make, of it just goes back to like like you said his skill set and then the measurables, right? Like, but that stuff doesn't always transfer to making plays, right? Like uh-huh. what you do at the combine doesn't necessarily always transfer. Well, you gotta um, you gotta look at how you want to use the player. What 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 it is the player has done. What it is you are expecting the player to do. And how quickly do you expect that player to um, make that that transfer? Yeah, because it's going to be different. The things that he's asked to do in the NFL, unless you get a guy who is um, a pass rusher. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much the only place. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, maybe maybe the line, maybe some of the offensive linemen. A lot of it's going to be exactly the same. Um, but but on, on the defense. Once you get once you get off of the um, once you get off of the line, everything that you're asking a guy to do is going to be um, different. Even on the edges, I, I, I think even in the interior, it's going to be it's going to be different what you're asking players to do. I think I think on maybe outside is the only thing where a guy in college you can line up and say go get the quarterback. You can do a lot of that in the NFL. Not not only that, but you can do a lot of that where you can get a guy. And which is why you see Alden Smith coming in with immediate impact. You see Joey Bosa. If a guy is just a talented pass rusher, he can immediately and Nick Bosa. I said Joey again. Nick Bosa. Joey well, did I mean, it too. Saying he did it too. Yeah. 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 He did he it did too. It first. You, what, <laughs> just, just, a, just a. If a guy is just a freakishly talented pass rusher, gifted pass rusher, they can come in. Charles Haley. They can come in and immediately make an impact. All right. That's that's enough about that. Let me stop. Uh, all right, we'll start on Handy. How about some Handy now? All right, Handy, another stocking stuffer. We are at that time. It, you know, you, you got to come up with gifts. And, uh, and I think I'm talking to someone right now that would truly appreciate the fact that everyone keep their hands clean when you're around. You know, if you yes. want to you, you wanna touch my boy, you want to touch his steering wheel. You want to touch his doorknobs. You want to touch anything that, that is going to con- come in contact with him. Handy, spray, sanitizer, 
they have a multi-use product that comes in a refillable bottle, um, which is good for the wallet, good for the world, not all that plastic to throw away. And this product is not greasy or slimy like their competitors. Nice, fresh, um, nice and refreshing. Um, 70% alcohol, far exceeding the FDA regulations, um, but it also has this nice moisturizer so you're not all ashy and cracky and, and, and hands feeling all bad from having to keep them clean like my guy and myself. We would love for you guys to do that. Uh, so you can go to handysanitizer.co. Use the code ED. You'll get 10% off. And, and when I say stocking stuffers, the bo- they have an 8-ounce bottle. They have a two ounce bottle and a nice little one ounce pocket size that I keep around all. I got to keep it in my car. I have it with me all the time to where you can always just go boom, boom, squirt, squirt. And you got your hands clean to where you can protect yourself and protect others. That's the world that we are in right now. So let's make certain that we do everything we can to keep ourselves and others safe. That's handy sanitizer.co H A N D I E sanitizer. Co. Use the code ED for 10% off. And as they say, at handy, it feels good to be clean. It's Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, download. Uh, Niners will play another home game in Arizona against Washington on Sunday. We'll be back later this week to preview that. My quarterback. I'll give Alex Smith the game ball. Yeah, it's, for, it's I mean, good to see him. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, they handed the Steelers their first uh, L uh, yesterday as well. Somebody won yesterday. Um, hey, man, I told you, the, the only the only thing harder to do than win 16 is lose 16. Yeah. It's it's, it's hard. It, it's hard to not. And that's, that's what it's hard to not have a bad day. Yeah. Case in point, the 49ers defense. It's hard to not have a bad day in the NFL and all you can do is hope that when you're having your bad day, the other, the other uh, opposing um, team is having one too. Cause if not, it'll get ugly. Yeah. yeah it's going to happen. Could, yeah. Could, could get ugly. Um, speaking of which jets, they're, uh, yikes. they're challenging that. Um, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. So yikes. We'll, we'll GW. Be... <laughs> uh, once again, special thanks to all of you out there for listening. Special thanks to, uh, Eric Pesolano. That's Eric with the K for, uh, uh, stepping up and filling in last week, and uh, appreciate all y'all. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. For my partners, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. We will see y'all later this week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.